What is up, guys? It's Bryson here, as always, with Alonzo, my main man from Mexico. Getting ready to go back to college, finally. The bum's been out of school for six uh, months now. Well, last semester I was in school, it was the second semester of senior year. So I've basically been out of school for all of 2018, if you're going by that. Dear God. It's the best. We love it, man. What a life. We love it. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Hate the quarter system. Actually, Shout out Northwestern. <laughs> I love your quarter system. <laughs> Actually, the other day, uh, I have hellacious dreams all the time. I have night terrors, all sorts of all sorts of bad stuff. So I have two really extremely hard classes, like grad school level classes. And I had a nightmare about failing tests in both of these classes with the same teacher. And I woke up in a sweat. I was so nervous. I was scared. I wanted to study at like 3 a.m. So I'm not in yeah. a good place right now. And all I, all I do is uh, watch Patriots tape, by the way, and just talk about the Patriots on Twitter. Yeah, so I, need to I was probably playing Madden while you were stressing out about it. Yeah, I was playing Madden, <laughs> watching a little week one. We love it. Yeah, something we love is the Jags no, game coming up this weekend. No. Yeah, we love it. And it's it's called by Telvin Smith, I think, the biggest game Miles of Jack. his career. Yep. Which is, you know, Miles Mal, Jack, <laughs> you know, same guy pretty much. One of them has knee problems, though. Yeah. But it was the biggest game by them. I, I said on Twitter I've seen this. I've seen this story before. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lay it out for you, buddy. Uh, the number one thing the Giants did that I didn't like was first of all, in, in probably more than ten snaps, they brought out extra offensive linemen. And like two extra offensive linemen, one extra offensive lineman, and we're trying to pound the rock down the Jaguars' throats. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know this. Not not good at all. It's it's not good. If you look up Saquon Barkley's numbers on those plays with extra O linemen, it's probably negative yards because the Jags have an excellent run defense, especially on the interior. I don't see us. I don't see us running the ball on the Jags at all. And yeah, this that was really scary to me. I was really scared about that. You're not going to be able to pound. Yeah, them, so no, you're really you're right about that. And, and the the thing is, like, the Jags are good everywhere, and the Giants have great skill players everywhere. So you know, theoretically, it was a pretty nice matchup, just talent on both sides. But then you remember the Giants drafted a running back second overall. And their game plan in large parts of um, of Sunday's game was just trying to bring football back to, like, 1967 with the extra offensive linemen. It was horrible. Um, besides Barkley's long touchdown, they did almost nothing on the ground. And I think it won't be much better for the Pats if they were to try to attack like that. Yeah, I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say there's no chance we're gonna see Lager and Waddle come in there and try to smack Calais Campbell in the mouth. It's <laughs> yeah. just not gonna happen. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> but uh, something that something I would like to see the Patriots do is just come out in two tight end sets with Jacob Hollister because we we know Dwayne Allen sucks. He's not gonna catch any passes. He's no threat. And I and I and the Giants have a little bit of success with two tight end sets as did a lot of teams last year against the Jaguars. 
and I just I want to see the Patriots do this with Hollister. I know you can you can tell me Hollister's uh, Hollister's not Gronk. I, I think you're wrong about that. <laughs> He's pretty close in my opinion. <laughs> but the guy can catch three or four balls, and I think he'll get some opportunities in the middle of the field. I think it'll, he'll get some opportunities on some outs, things like that. The other thing we don't want to see is uh, the Pats in eleven because the Jaguars absolutely eat teams in 11, and we saw this in the AFC Championship game. They will eat you in 11. They will absolutely yeah. eat any team in 11. Jalen Ramsey, Bouye, their, their pass rush, their linebackers cover like, like corners. I think their linebackers are probably better at covering than their sock corner because yeah. their sock corner is awful, along with their free safety, Gibson. He's not good at all. So those are the favorable matchups for the Patriots, the sock corner, and and Gibson because he's not good at all. So I'm just, I'm, I'm, I don't, I think that Jalen Ramsey might line up yeah. on Gronk a few times, and I don't know how to feel about that. I think that's, it's not good for the Patriots, but I don't know, man. I think there's, I think there's some way that the ways the Patriots can win. You, you know, Bouye is a good corner and stuff, but he does, he can get beat to the inside, Alonzo. Like, I'm just telling you, he, okay. he can beat Boyd you know, to and, the inside. It's fair. Like, what you're saying is fair. But I'm just of the mindset that if the Jags just come out and say, all right, we're manning up Boye and Ramsey on Hogan and Bursette, our outside threats are just completely eliminated. Like, it's over. <laughs> um, Hogan struggled separating against like Jonathan Joseph last week and in the AFC championship game, he had one catch. So I don't really need to tell you, I think that if, if they line up Ramsey or Boye on him, he's done. Like he's not going to make much of an impact at all. Uh, Dorsett. I think we like Dorsett. I think Dorsett's upside might be a little higher, like in a game like this than Hogan's, but we're talking about, the Jags, like they're two, they're top two corners. They were at some, at one point last season, maybe the two best corners in the NFL, or at least they were playing like it. And like we, we have Chris Hogan and Phil Dorsett, and that's just what we have. It's not, um, it's not ideal at all. So if they were to do that and then just beat the shit out of Gronk at the line and double-team him on every single play. Uh, I don't know how we move the ball. Because like you said, their linebackers, even if they'll give up some catches, their speed makes it so that you're not getting much after the catch with those catches. And we even saw a little bit of that last year in the AFC Championship game, where the Pats tried to get it out to Deion Lewis um, and James White in the flat, and they just couldn't make anything happen after the catch. And that's why, I mean, I I see us having a really difficult time moving the ball in this game. I think even you go back to last year's AFC Championship game, and A, the Pats probably shouldn't have won that game. The Jags sort of crumbled into a little shell, and that gave the Pats a little bit of an opening. But the two drives the Pats scored on, or some of the drives the Pats scored on, like it was the Brandon Cooks uh, pass interference and the Gronk, 15 yard where he got concussed. That was one drive. Then it was um, Amendola, the punt return to set up the game winning touchdown. I mean, they traveled like 40 yards on that drive. And then they had to pull out the flea flicker for 
for the uh, the touchdown to make it twenty to seventeen. So I just don't see how they have all that much success moving the ball at all in the passing game. To be quite honest. Okay, so what I think the Patriots are going to do, they're like the problem is you don't want Chris Hogan on an island away from the formation with Jalen Ramsey. That's really bad. Or A.J. Bouye. Yeah. Like you said, that's really bad. What they'll probably do is they'll be closer to the formation. They'll bunch the players up, and they'll try to get open with little rub routes, and they'll attack the Jaguars horizontally, which I think they'll be able to do. I think, mm-hmm. I think, I think they'll, be able to, they'll be able to use their formations and these little rub routes, like taking Hogan on the outside in the slot and, and just have him run a natural slant. Get get him get him on the linebacker from James White out in the flat. I think they'll do they'll just they'll be able to formation their way to points on this game. I, they'll have no I don't think they'll have much problems moving the ball within the twenties. But I think the big problem is in the red zone. Like you absolutely cannot run on the Jaguars, and with that little space and how quick they are, it's going to be really hard to score. So it's you know I I think if you can get to fifteen points, you probably win. So if they can score one touchdown and three field goals, they probably win the game or even, two, yeah, three field goals, four field goals. I think, they'll, I think they'll be able to do it. They they might score 20, and if they do, I think they'll win because, yeah, I, our defense is shutting this, this yeah, Jaguars like I'm, this time. Obviously, as you can tell, I'm pretty pessimistic about the offense just in general. I think I like the idea of attacking them horizontally, and it's similar to game plans we've had against teams like Seattle in Super Bowl 49 yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know, Seattle when we played them, um, you know, 2016, the Falcons in Super Bowl 51, even a little bit the Jags last year. I think the main issue with it is that in all those games, the Pats had one of or both of Edelman and Amendola. And Hogan is not really the type of horizontal stretch player that those guys are. And Dorsett, um, as I just – like we've never seen him do it. Maybe he can. Maybe, maybe that's just a part of his game that's still wait. That's there waiting to be unlocked. But I'm gonna have to see it before I'm saying that we're gonna be moving the ball with really much of any ease on these guys. And I don't know. Like, would you prefer the pet the Jags play Ramsey on Gronk? Because I think I might, to be honest. Yeah, it would make things easier. It would definitely make things a little easier. I mean, if you if you put Ramsey on Gronk, then you could probably play eleven a little bit easier, or you could play Dorsett and Hogan and Patterson out there. Or, you know, I don't know if Corey Coleman's going to play, but it would make it easier. You could be a lot more versatile in your formations, and maybe you could run the ball a little bit easier to the outside. I don't know. I think. You know, yeah. it goes both ways, but also this is going to be a Phil Dorsett game. Just saying, so you know, this is a Phil Dorsett yeah, game. Yeah, I think it's going that... off. Phil Dorsett off. Going It'll off. It'll be. <laughs> Sound the alarm. I think the alarm was already sounded on Sunday against Houston, but because Phil, Dorsett, <laughs> Phil Dorsett's good. He's going to be good this year, but yeah, I think it sort of takes a special player against to make really significant contributions at receiver against the Jags. It takes either a special, like an Odell type, or a guy that's just a shitty matchup for him, like an Edelman and Amendola. And right now, I just don't think the Pats have it. But like going back to the Ramsey Gronk thing, 
if they play Ramsey on Gronk, they re- they lost Aaron Colvin, and one of Hogan or Dorsett in that scenario has a pretty favorable matchup against um, DJ Hayden, who's their number three corner, uh, and but because he wouldn't be playing in the slot in that scenario. And DJ Hayden, for those who have followed his career, they know he's not very good. So there's that, and Gronk would win some of his some of his matchups on Boye. I mean, I'm sorry, on Ramsey. So. I don't think it would really be the worst thing in the world, even though it might leave them a couple extra defenders just lurking there on um, on the yards after catch type stuff. I'd like Burkhead to play in this game, but because you know you you just don't want it to be like seventy five snaps of James White, or you don't really want to be counting on Michelle in a huge way. So Burkhead in this game, just taking a little bit of the load off White would be be pretty huge. Yeah, uh, Michelle's yep. got to play, and Burkhead's got to play. One of those two. It, like they're they're going to be getting smacked in the mouth. They're they're going to look like <laughs> crash test dummies out there when they yep. go to the inside, and the, you're going to have you almost have to do it because. <laughs> You kind of have yeah. to run the ball at some point. But this this might be like a Brady 40-45 throws game. And we might we might get 40 yards on yeah. the ground. Like maybe. Yeah, we struggled like even a little bit on the ground against Houston. And Houston, Houston has a really good right. front. But the Jags are just on another level. Like they're even – they're on another level from even Philly. Because the Jags linebackers are – make a case they're both pro bowl all pro caliber players they're really freaking great miles jack is a stud like he is a budding superstar or already a superstar in the league and telvin smith like if you've followed him at all you can you know they're the fastest linebacker duo in the nfl and they're just great in just about every facet of the game and It'll be hard. It'll be really hard, I think, to move the ball. Um, even like if the Pats were to go too tight end, or if they were to go twenty-one with Devlin and spread formations out of that. If the Jags don't respect the run game, like they could just bring in Ronnie Harrison, who's their third-round pick, and play a little bit of big nickel with three safeties. And they couldn't do that last year. They were kind of forced to play Pazlozny in the base, and he couldn't cover much ground. This year it's different, and this year it might be even harder in in those situations where we get their base defense on the field to move the ball. So let's just say I'm not too optimistic about the offense, but luckily the Jags still have Blake Bortles at quarterback. Right, and our boy Trent Brown has got to have a big game on Ngakwe, who manhandled Zolder yeah. last game. And also, I've, I've, you don't like it, but I think Calais Campbell on Marcus Cannon is a pretty favorable matchup. All things. Considered. I mean, as far as favorable matchups go against Calais Campbell, I guess. But number one, I think last week Dante Fowler didn't play, and they were forced to use Laurenti McCray a little bit, and or actually he played 35 snaps as um, their third defensive end behind uh, Ngakwe and Campbell. 
and this this week it'll be Dante Fowler, and Dante Fowler also kind of took Nate Solder's his lunch money last year. So they like they just have a really good front, man. And I the Patriots have really good tackles, and it'll be a chess match. I think the fact that the Jags are at home and that last year they were in Foxborough for the AFC Championship game that'll make some difference, and. It's just it's the biggest test that you can throw at the offense in the first month of the season that um, almost that you can imagine, right? No Edelman, uh, arguably the best defense in the NFL on the road. Week two, you're going into the game with one healthy running back who you trust, and the other guys, if they play, are either a rookie or concussed so we'll see it's it'll be a challenge hey you wait until see concussed burkhead <laughs> runs for 80 yards two touchdowns. Yeah. yep <laughs> one, one for the ages yeah you're right man this is going to be a really tough game i do think at the end of the day the patriots are going to be able to scheme their way to some points and just do enough to win the game and they have tom brady and they're going to find a way to make it work. We'll see. I hope. And now we can just talk about the Jags' offense, which is even more explosive than the defense. Yeah, there, they are elite. They're a, a great unit. Uh, Blake Bortles, Belichick said it. He's up there with Cam as a mobile quarterback. So, I don't know. <laughs> You know, uh, for this game, I'll, you know, it's kind of a similar game to last week, except, you know, containing the quarterback in the pocket. So I think they'll probably use Van Noy on the edge. And I would like to see him use their diamond front with Kyle Van Noy on the edge, Flowers on the edge, three big guys in the or, middle. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see it. Van Noy on the edge, I think it worked so well last week. And it's such a similar concept when you're playing Bortles that you gotta like you just gotta roll with it again. Uh, you use Van Noy on the edge, High Tower, the great Jawan Bentley, and that's that's kind of your front, and you rotate those players. Yeah, for sure. I, they'll have. I don't think they'll have any problem with with getting pressure or setting the edge, anything like that. That won't be a problem. The problem will be with guys like Chung, uh, you know, in the in the nickel these type of guys that they have to get off blocks. Absolutely have to, especially four net plays because last week we saw a little bit, I think they were kind of daring the Texans to run a little bit of it, but at yeah. times you had Chung as the only guy on a, on a guard or, you know, a tight end. So we got to get off those blocks and make Bortles play from behind. We can't, I don't want to see another four. Yeah. Run I think the us. difference between this week and last week is that at times last week, they kind of dared the, um, the Texans to run it. And this week, the whole game is going to be daring Bortles to throw it over their heads and beat them. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Bortles threw like three or four interceptable passes down the sideline. He was so he was so confident throwing the ball down the sideline. Like I have I have never seen someone <laughs> that bad be so confident. But he just he he would just look to the left to see a corner isoed on the wide receiver, just chuck it up there. Just no other read, just boom, throwing it. Gilly's going for two interceptions this game. Yeah, way, guys. we love it. And Gilly Gilly will continue to own the Jags. That'll be great. The, 
in terms of their receiving options, they don't really have anyone that scares you. Even when like when Marquise Lee went down, you could kind of see they have a lot of guys that are kind of on a similar level with uh, Keelan Cole, D.D. Westbrook, uh, Dante Moncrief, D.J. Chark. You know, the, the Pats shouldn't have too much of a problem just matching up, uh, let's say, Gilmore with Cole, Rowe with Moncrief, and uh, John Jones on the slot. It's, it'll be no, no big deal, I guess. I think one guy we do have to look out for is uh, Corey Grant, the running back. He only played six snaps last week, but if you remember the AFC Championship game, you could make a case he was the best offensive player on the field for the Jags in that whole game. Yeah, which is why I hope Fournette is helping. I, like you could make a case for it, but do you? I don't. I don't know if I trust them to use Grant really much at all. And the other thing is that now we have the running back in the passing game eraser, the great Jawan Bentley. So, uh, how Ooh. much? How could Grant? Um, he could limit Grant, I guess. I don't know. He, it's, it's scary. It's scary either way. Yeah, but you're totally right about the wide receivers. I think Cole's the best player. They like to use him a good fair amount across the formation, stuff like that. He's the best player. Moncrief didn't do anything last week. Yeah. Not too scared of him. Westbrook was all right. They probably put Jones on him. And Safarian Jenkins looked really slow. Yeah. Looked very good, which he kind of killed the Patriots with the Jets, but not too afraid of him. So I think the the Patriots' biggest thing is just stopping the run out of 11, which we all know they couldn't do last year. And I, I think they'll do a lot better this year. That's the only thing that scares me, just stop the run out of 11. Danny Shelton, Lawrence Guy, Malcolm, uh, Malcolm Brown, just load the front and – and hope your linebackers can make the tackles. And your our our corners aren't getting beat by this guy. There's, there's no yeah, they way. aren't getting beat by this guy or by his receivers. Like these aren't intimidating guys to match up with at all. What you're not scared of, D.D. Westbrook? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not. <laughs> now, even <laughs> here's the thing about the Jags, though they have a lot of guys. It's like it sounds stupid and it sounds simple, but they have four receivers that they use. Uh, Safarian Jenkins played 55 snaps for him. James O'Shaughnessy, former Patriot, 26 snaps. Niles Paul, 17 snaps. They they'll move some of their running backs. Um, I guess if Fournette doesn't play, it'll be Yeldon and and Grant. And if Fournette plays, it'll be those three. They'll rotate those guys. They just have a lot of guys that the Pats are going to have to prepare for, and they can throw a lot of looks at at um, at New England. But really, the defense should have no problems in this game. Yeah, you're totally right. And they they use a lot of three tight end sets. I'm just hoping they do some of that stuff just make the Patriots go heavy and just totally obliterate the run. Because usually when the Patriots have to stop the run, yeah. they kind of do it. Similar, I think it, it'll look similar to the Titans game, probably the playoff game Somewhat, from last year. Yeah. Just stop the run. Just stop the run. And 
have some you know, fun. Have some fun, Absolutely. as Chandler Jones would say. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the thing is, when the Jags do bring in their three tight end sets, and they'll do it some in this game, the Patriots don't have to worry much about the run. They're going to have to worry about the pass. It's the inverse of the Jags running out of 11 is when they're passing out of heavier formations. And we saw a little bit of that in the Super Bowl uh, against Philly on that fourth down, which was still offensive pass interference. Still to this day, OPI, clear pick play. Fuck you, Brent Selleck. It, uh, that, when they bring in three tight ends and the three of them are at least, you know, they're, they're not non-factors in the passing game. The Patriots do have to be on the lookout, I think, for for the Jags throwing out of those heavier looks and trying to attack uh, Bentley, Hightower, Van Noy, Roberts, and coverage. Yeah, you're right. I'm pretty sure they actually scored a touchdown out of out of three tight ends, which is really weird to see. It's just a play action tight end. Tight end looks like he's blocking, just leaks out and gets an easy touchdown. Yeah, that can't yeah. happen. The Bills signed Ryan Lewis to their practice squad. Just came up on my Twitter. Ah, former Patriots legend. Former Patriots legend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, I, I, I think the Patriots won't have any problems with this game. I think you know they had like fifty three percent of pressure and against the Texans, and they really didn't blitz that much either. I think they'll blitz Bortles a little bit more. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think they'll it'll be a similar game plan. They'll just try to keep them in the pocket, and. And like what they can't do is give up big plays, be it in the passing game where Bortles just throws it over their heads or Bortles scrambling for 40 some yards like he did against the Giants. That that's what can't happen, because what I'm pretty confident in saying the Jags can't do is marching the ball down the field on like a 15 play drive and putting the ball in the end zone. But if they can get you um, on a chunk play, it's different. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So we're going to see Derek Rivers this game? This I don't Rivers think so. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so either. I think this is – Davis, Davis played pretty good. Great. I don't I don't really know. Yeah, I don't see the reason why you would exchange Davis for Rivers yeah. at this point. And it's, it's unfortunate because I think Rivers – if they could just dress everyone that was healthy, Rivers would have a role. But it's it's just not the reality. I'm curious to see who the inactives are going to be. I don't really know off the top of my head. And obviously injuries are going to determine some of that. But just who they dress and that that'll be fun to see because I could just as easily see Corey Coleman being inactive as him being the third receiver in 11 personnel. Yeah, me too. If Corey Coleman can play 10 snaps, I consider that. Yeah, but he, like, he could be inactive. It's just, it's the same. Yeah, right. Like, it could be him or it could be Fowler. I have no idea how they view those guys. I wish Dwayne Allen was inactive. Oh, boy. (laughs) Him and his $3.8 million <laughs> cap fit. You know, this is this is a Dwayne Allen game, which is why I said Jacob Hollister <laughs> is so important to the two tight end sets because Dwayne Allen is 
is not a threat. But if he was, it would be a Dwayne Allen. You know what? It's not. So it won't yeah, be a Dwayne Allen. But if, if Hollister is ready to go, what I said about the Jags trying to throw out of their three tight end sets, it applies to the Pats too. Three yep. tight end sets? Mm. Extra offensive lineman Dwayne <laughs> Allen rolling that. No. I like it. Does he have to check in? As, does Dwayne Allen have to check in as an eligible receiver when he walks onto the field? I he should. He should have to. <laughs> Checking in. I, Dwayne at Allen. some point, they're going to throw him a little tight end leak out like they did with Solder in the, the Colts AFC Championship game. And John Harbaugh is going to cry and change a rule. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey is going to be pissed off because they thought Dwayne Allen was actually a right tackle. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, man. I, I'm excited for this game. It's a night game. It's an away game. It's a it's one of the rare, like, huge Patriots tests at the beginning yep. of the season. I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember many like where you just get the probably the best or the second best opponent you're going to face with with the depleted wide receiver core without Edelman at the beginning of the season, like hasn't happened in a while. And it's a night game. It's a right. Game, yeah. Right? It's, it'll be great. I think. And it's, yeah, it's the biggest test they could have right now. But when's the last time the Patriots lost a four o'clock start game? Along the last though? time the Patriots lost a four o'clock start game. Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay. Yeah, probably. So. I want to want to say some Geno Smith Jets game. That was one o'clock. One o'clock. Twenty thirteen. The the overtime game against the Jets was one o'clock. Dolphins game twenty fifteen was one o'clock. Uh, twenty sixteen Bills was one o'clock. Seahawks was Sunday night. Twenty seventeen they lost. Monday night, the opener, and a one o'clock. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Rodgers. Oh, no, it was Philly. It was Philly 2015. Uh-huh, that Jesus. shit show. The debacle in Philly. Yeah, Nate Ebner kicked the rugby onside kick, and they lost after that. <laughs> yeah, that game. Is there anything, any sort of analysis we're missing from this game? What anything we missed here? Mm, no, I don't. I don't think so. Corey Coleman, uh, better than Riley McCarron. Uh, maybe, Hopefully. maybe he might be. Can he could be? Is he breathing? That's yeah. what I want to know. Kenyon Barner. Oh, he's better. Kenyon Barner is a punt returner. I would hope so. Yeah, but he muffed four punts in the last 27. Yeah, that's not ideal. Yeah, that was shock. That's that was shocking to me when I saw. He had. That's not a. That's not a. He had 27 punt returns last year, and 15, I think, fair catches, and he muffed four punts. So. Do with that what you will. What I will say, just game script wise, they can't fall behind because no, they have they, to win the first quarter. Absolutely have 
to win. They have the to win quarter. the first quarter, and they have to make it like a two possession. They just have to keep the Jags at arm's length, basically the whole game. Yeah, definitely do. It, you know, Phil Dorsett's going to come out, make it seven zero. <laughs> uh, Gilmore's going to make it fourteen zero. Going to have a pick six. So you know that should that should set them back. They're not they're not going to score ten <laughs> points. Yeah, this defense it's it's a test because the uh, the Jags are going to come out with at them with adjustments, and we think this pass defense is going to be at least good and maybe really good. And the first, like seeing how they respond the first game after a great opener is, I can't wait. And uh, my last question is, is this the game where the Patriots go hurry up? As I always ask at, at, at every important game <laughs> there's ever been. I think it might be because they might. I think you almost it, have to. And also it's September and they might want to be um, testing the Jags conditioning a little bit. That's that's like a sneaky, a sneaky factor to it. And Let's say the Pats get the Jags in a – let's say the Jags try to play big nickel against James Devlin in 21 personnel. The Pats are just going to try to run it down their throats. It'll, whether it works or not, that's another story. But they're going to try to keep that same personnel group from the Jags on the field. And they'll get something favorable with, uh, with a heavy set. And I think when they get it, they'll try to go hurry up. If Trent Brown can improve as a run blocker in this game, just improve just a little bit from where he was in the Texans game, I think they might be able to run the ball just enough to where it's not it's not detrimental. They might, you know, two to three yards a carry. <laughs> two to three yards a carry is detrimental. <laughs> that's that's no, it's it's no, it's optimism. It's optimism to think they're going to carry. going to have two to three yards. All a right, carry. let me throw an X factor at you. What if Sony Michelle plays and he's just like a superstar? Well, that would be nice. I'd like to see Sony Michelle catch the ball out of the backfield. I think that's where Sony Michelle could succeed. And just in this like game make a guy plays. miss, like because it's on the table that the guy could be like like just special, right? Right. Yeah. Totally. Like. For example, last the, when the Jags played the Giants, they they had a nice little counter play where Saquon was lined up was one on one with Telvin Smith. If that's Sony Michelle and he beats Telvin Smith, <laughs> touchdown! You like you yep. love to see that, but unfortunately, the man has arthritis <laughs> and he will be out in five plays. Don't say that. Don't. We cannot afford another fucking injury. <laughs> no. There. No, no, Sonny Michelle is going to be good this game if he yeah. plays a little bit. They should – I'll say – I said it, I think, on the last pod, and I, I'm sure I've said it in our DMs. The Pats are going to re-sign Mike Gillisley when the Saints cut him. Love it. Pound the rock with the Gillisley. I don't think Gillisley's that good, but he is a guy who knows the system. <laughs> and he was – he flashed a little bit last year, and the Pats need a body. So maybe keep an eye out there when the Saints, when Mark Ingram comes back and the Saints just have no need for him. 
it would make sense. Yeah, especially if Burt class keeps getting hurt. Oh, man. I feel so bad for that guy. It's shitty luck. Yeah, it really is. I love Burkhead, and he's pretty good. It's really, you know, we didn't talk about it too much. It really sucks that Jerry Mahomes yeah. not playing because he yeah. looked really good. He blocked a punt. He was good in pass pro. He was really quick. Looked to be in the best shape of his life. This would be a Jeremy Hill game if there ever was one. Yeah. And I'm really disappointed and sad. And also sad for Burkhead because he's yeah, it's Yeah, it just sucks all, all around, really. And it they shouldn't have cut Bolden. I said it last week, too, or last pod, too. Shouldn't have cut Bolden. They cut Bolden with the intention of bringing him back. And they signed two receivers who are no longer on the team. And I'm just warning you right now, uh, if every play that I don't like from Sonny Michelle, you guys could look at my timeline because you'll know because <laughs> I'm going to tweet a picture of him being cross-eyed. <laughs> Jackass. You're going to get a picture every time. I don't care how many times it is. It's going on the Dickhead. You're gonna Don't report me for spam. <laughs> Don't report me for spam. It's going on the timeline. I'll have to post di- different pictures to to bypass that rule, but it, it's happening. Like if he fum- like if he Lashawn McCoy fumbles in this game at the twenty yard line for the Jags, definitely, definitely risk. Yeah, it, at that point, it's another story. It's you know the superstar. I have hope. I it's have all- hopes that Sony Michelle is going to be like really, really good. The the shit he did with the ball in his hands in college was just absurd. He made guys look silly, and I get it, it's college. But he did just look a little different. And I don't know, man. They drafted a running back in the first round. That should say a lot about what they feel about him. Yeah, I think he's going to be good, too. It's all fun. Uh, like, I, I want actually want Sonny Michelle to play good, so <laughs> – but it's just going to – if he just makes that bad play, it's going to be an inside joke between me, Lonzo, and the three people who yep. listen to this podcast. It's and Sonny Michelle yep. cross-eyed. You're, you're just going to love it. Unless the Patriots are down 14. Yeah, we'll all hate, hate it then. <laughs> it, by the way, if Edelman was healthy <laughs> this game, they'd go 11 all day and just try to shred him. And they would because Ramsey's no match for the bearded You're champion. You're right that they would. It's a Kidman? it's a bat like Edelman Kidman. is the X factor in just about every game because no corner can check him one on one. Definitely not. Yeah, definitely not. Oh, some sad again. Yeah, they're. I don't know. I think they'll win the game. For all my pessimism, I think they're going to win the game. I think the Jags should be favored though. Yeah, New England's like a one-point favorite at this point. Yeah, but the Jags should have beaten them in the AFC Championship game last year, and the Pats don't have their best wide receiver, and they lost their two best wide receivers from the championship game last year, and this time they're on the road. Like, I don't get why they're favored in this game. I really don't. All right, since I got the score exactly right last game, you know, claps for me. Claps, claps for, for Riley Bryson. McCarron for making I'm it I'm going to say, <laughs> thanks, Riley. I'll I'll hit you in the DMs for that, that backdoor yeah. money. All right, I'm going to say Pats, 24. Ooh. 
Jags, 13. All right. I got Pats, 20. Jags, 16. All right. We love it. They cover. Pats cover. According to us, we want all the credit. Not all the credit if we're right. And none of the blame if we're wrong. Man, I'm, you know, now that football's back, I'm telling you guys, I have a two hour, two to three hour window in between class, classes, and on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Monday and Wednesday, all I did was watch the Patriots, like Monday (laughs) and Wednesday. I was just sitting there over and over again, like just drooling over (laughs) Trent Brown in the library. Uh, The worst, the worst part is that I can actually see you. Like someone walks by you and you're like, "Oh my God, come look at this, look at this!" And it's Trent Brown cutting clowny. <laughs> Did you see Trent Brown declete this <laughs> linebacker? Shut the fuck up! We're trying to study Kim over here, retard. <laughs> what the hell are you doing in here watching the Patriots? Yeah. Get the fuck out! Yeah. All right. Today, who wins today? Ravens, Bengals, and Cincy. I really want. I really want to say Bengals. I really want to say Bengals. I'm, so I'm going to say Bengals. I, I hate the Ravens. That's number one and number two. I think the Bengals might like actually be good this year. Yeah, I, yeah. I think they'll be all right this year. The Ravens look a little better, but I think they're gonna they're gonna tail. The off Ravens, I think, will just have like kind of the classic Raven season, and they'll either sneak into the playoffs and make a little bit of noise. Or they'll be picking like eighteenth in the draft. Yeah, for sure. Um, by the way, we also love national media members ranking the Patriots the number ninth team in the NFL in their power rankings. I hate you know. We love it. I hate power rankings so much because how am I supposed to rank the Pats? I like do how, too. How am I supposed to rank the Pats right now? Right now, without Julian Edelman, with Rex Burkhead's brain like kind of scrambled maybe sony michelle we have no idea what he is and his knee who knows if he's right like how am i supposed to rank them if they play a game right now against the rams like yeah i think the rams would win but if they play a game in january and if the pats are just grow the way i expect them to i think the pats would win how do i rank these teams i have no idea (laughs) so I hate power rankings. I just hate them in general. Is it the team at that moment or is it what we expect the team to be? Or I I don't know. I think they're just stupid. I'm going to start rank. I'm going to start power ranking one thing every week. Just one thing like (laughs) food. I'll I'll power rank food. Like something. I'll just give full Nick Wright. I'll just give full lecture spiel. Nick Wright about everything. Yeah, but like, all right, let's say food. If you power rank food and it's, let's just say turkey, and it's like, is it turkey at Thanksgiving or is it turkey in your everyday life? Power rankings are fucking stupid everywhere, anywhere, about anything. I hate power rankings. And if you start making power rankings, I might block you. You, I might go full. I might go full Alonzo <laughs> on zero walls and just block you. 
uh, power rankings, Ben Volan. Oh yeah. One. Oh no, no, no. If you power rank the worst Ben Volan tweets and takes, like I'm here for that. I'm glad you're here for something that I do and you appreciate something I do because when I talk about food, it's never appreciated on Twitter. When I talk about Trim Brown, it's barely oh, no, no, appreciated. No. You know, when I, when, when, I, when I say that ketchup belongs on tacos, it's not, it's not good enough for Alonzo. Ketchup on tacos is a sin and you should be, you should be hanged. Have you read The Handmaid's Tale? The Handmaid's Tale. The what? <laughs> good book. Yeah. Recommend it. Um, yeah. What's, a, What's book? a book? Yeah, I'm reading books in 2018. What am I, three years old? I have a Twitter now. Why would I read a book? I can't sit down and read a book. I mean, you do you, man. <laughs> read, read your fucking textbooks. Right, what, what's about... What, What's about this book? Just read the book. book. All right. That's a a title talk book recommendation. Jesus Christ. Read the fucking book. Or at least read the spark notes. Okay. (laughs) Read the spark notes. All right. Jesus. Alonzo wants us all to better ourselves. This is really stupid. All right. Don't better yourselves. Just check your fucking Twitter and fantasy teams and like, yeah. (laughs) Just retweet a bunch of cat videos, and oh, by the way, I retweeted a video of a hippo today, so that was a lot better than reading the book. Is it the video of the hippo taking a shit? No, it's a, it a little hippo, it's a little baby hippo running out of the corner before they get massively dangerous. And there's a great the video on Barstool of um of a hippo taking a shit in the wild, and I think that might be the Pats' offense this weekend. Oh, because they're going to shit all over the Jaguars? Yeah, I agree. going to shit all over the Jaguars. Holy crap. You heard it Let's here. Let's go. You're here yeah. first. You're going to shit on them. Let's go with that. Let's go. All right, buddy. All right, buddy. I will see you tonight on the Twitter sphere. And go Pats. Go Pats. Go reading.